the exciting, dangerous world of James Bond has arrived in Los Angeles. The Peterson Automotive Museum invites you to experience the cinematic legacy of over 30 iconic vehicles of James Bond in the new exhibition, Bond in Motion. This new Bond exhibition features the largest official collection of 007 vehicles in the United States, including the 1977 Lotus Esprit S1 submarine and No Time to Die Aston Martin DB5. Plan your visit today at peterson.org backslash bond. That's P-E-T-E-R-S-E-N dot org backslash bond. $267,000. I'll shuttle for one dance with Domino. Can you play any other tune? Something we're making for the Americans. It's called a ghetto blaster. May I cut in? It's a charming tune. Hello and welcome back to our 25th episode of Bond Music 6 of the Best. This is our ongoing series discussing the Bond movie soundtracks. And this month, we're going to do another Bond spinoff album as we give a listen to my latest pick, Spy Tech, music by Joe Taylor from the Discovery Channel documentary called, well, Spy Tech. I am, of course, Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist. I am here with my best friend and roommate for life is Alan J. Porter. Welcome back to the show, Alan. Thank you, Jared. I think we learned things about each other last weekend that probably would be best staying private, but... <laughs> It was a fun week. He's referencing our trip to Peterson Automotive Museum. You heard the preview or the commercial at the front of the show. We actually went and did that last week, and that was a good time. If you haven't listened to that, that episode is available on the OHMS podcast feed. And I'm not sure who drew the short straw, but Jared and I were roomies. On yeah, that trip, so. we were. <laughs> it was an awesome weekend. It was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just remember that there's probably still food in that refrigerator. Yeah, I was going to say, I think there's still a bit of pizza and some wings in that room. Really cool. <laughs> I hope uh, the cleaning staff appreciated it. So. Awesome, awesome. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Six of the Best. You guys know how it works. We take turns having the lead on the show. I have the lead this time, which means, of course, I brought the album Spy Tech, and we're going to cover six tracks from it. I'm going to pick my favorite three. Alan's going to pick three from What Remain. I got through that surprisingly smooth. You did, yeah. So 25 of these, that's just... Mm -hmm. 25 of these. We started these after Raymond departed, because Raymond was kind of done after the front series of... Yeah, he did the... Barry's, John The the first John Barry's, yeah. So after Diamonds, so we started this with Live and Let Die, yeah. That sounds right, yeah. Well, we've been doing this for a while. Yeah, wow. (laughs) And we're still talking to each other. (laughs) Especially after last weekend, we're still talking to it. <laughs> wonders never cease. <laughs> All right, let's get into the Spy Tech soundtrack. 
as always with these spin-off titles we'll kick off with why we picked the album and how we discovered it so how i discovered it is pretty simple uh, it was a completely random shelf grab at a cd store in auburn alabama in fact i'm almost certain i purchased it the exact same time i purchased bond beaten bass i was just kind of flipping through cds on a shelf and I was in a James Bond mood and I saw this thing called Spy Tech and I was like, oh, that sounds cool. You know, and I noticed the first track on the back was a Monty Norman James Bond theme track. And I said, oh, give this a purchase. Give this a listen. So simple story for me. Alan, how did you discover the album? Well, I was actually just thinking back if this was the day you purchased Bond Beat and Bass. I think it's a date that lives in infamy. <laughs> There's highs and lows involved in that. <laughs> to paraphrase a certain American president. I had never even heard of the documentary, knew nothing about it until you basically said, this is what we were going to do for this episode and here's where to go find and listen to it. You sort of preempted the slight surprise that came with it, but it was, yeah, I was actually, I'm jumping ahead a bit here, but really pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah, honestly, when I picked up myself Spy Tech, I thought, okay, this would have been about 1998, 99, maybe as late as 2000, somewhere in that window. And when I saw the title of it, Spy Tech, I thought, oh, they're, they're doing sort of techno versions of spy themes. So that's what I'm going to get. But I had no idea <laughs> that it was based on a documentary of the same name. Again, yes, pleasant surprise. We will definitely get to that. So let's talk about Spy Tech real quick. It is a collection of 15 tracks with a small hidden bonus used for the Discovery Channel documentary called Spy Tech. The documentary's focus was on real-life spy gadgetry. The 1998 documentary consisted of three 45-minute episodes, and it currently holds a score of an 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb. What I don't have in my notes is Alan was telling me that if you want to go out and purchase it on VHS, I don't know if it ever got ported to DVD. Wasn't it on VHS? It was quite expensive, wasn't it, Alan? I actually just looked it Just before we went on air, I actually just looked it up. You can get it on Amazon as a VHS tape. It has a runtime of two hours and 30 minutes. It will set you back $44.98 for a VHS tape. <laughs> yeah, so it, again, it's highly regarded. Again, 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb. It's kind of amazing they haven't ported it to DVD or streaming or anything like that. But for now, you're going to have to bust out that money in your old VCR to listen to it or watch it, as the case may be. Didn't you say it was also on YouTube? I found it on YouTube, but they had played with the speed of it. Like it was a little slowed down. It was a little weird. I haven't found a good online copy yet. Okay. So, so but, if anybody knows if there's a good online copy or if it has been on DVD, drop us a note at OHMSPod on Twitter. Absolutely. Now back to the music of this. It's all done by a guy named Joe Taylor. Let me tell you, when you're trying to Google search about a guy named Joe Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> I think there might be one or two Joe Taylors out there in the world. There's, there's a few, but I did find his website. And I also found out he's one of those extremely prolific artists that you've probably heard dozens of times, but just didn't know it. He's a Grammy-nominated studio musician. He focuses on guitar, which some of the songs on the CD showcase his guitar abilities rather well. And he's been a producer with dozens and dozens of credits for movie scores, TV music, instrumental CDs, and Broadway recordings. He's done session and production work with numerous artists, including Emmy Lou Harris, I'll Be Sure, and Donna Summer, just to name a few. But what makes Spy Tech qualify as a James Bond spinoff CD? Well, a few things. Number one, 
as I mentioned earlier, track one is Taylor's take on the James Bond theme. And don't worry, we're going to listen to it. Number two, Taylor's knack for espionage music is fairly evident. And the documentary leans heavily on James Bond references. I mean, honestly, if you're going to make a documentary for Discovery called Spy Tech, it's heavily James Bond <laughs> referenced. Number three, probably the most important. Many of the tracks on this CD feature what I would say is the dulcet tones of Roger Moore. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where you picked that phrase up from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Roger Moore himself does some voice work over the tracks, and it's just oh, you're gonna hear some. It's wonderful. It's just wonderful to hear that voice leading. I was gonna say that was the surprise I mentioned when you told me about this, this. This is what we were gonna do, and you said this is where you can go listen to it. I'll give you props. You did not mention anything about Roger Moore being <laughs> on it. So the first time I heard his voice, which is without giving anything away, at uh, the beginning of track one, it was like what. <laughs> what is this uh, yeah. it was just great to hear his voice again so absolutely as you'll hear listeners it's not like uh, recycled audio from the movies it's roger laying down new voiceover tracks so it's really really quite cool and i think some of that voiceover that he's using on the music is from the documentary but again finding a copy is really hard so i can't verify that at this time <laughs> i'm not spending 44 dollars on a video <laughs> okay finally be sure to listen to all of today's episode, go all the way through it because there's a hidden track on the CD that I'm going to put on the tail of today's episode and I almost guarantee you're going to get a chuckle out of it and it showcases what a good humored man Roger Moore really was. All right, Alan, you've kind of shared a little bit. So you got any more? Again, like you, you know, with it being spy tech and you said he's electronic, I thought, oh, great, this is going to be another Bond beaten bass. And then I heard Roger's voice, and then we got into it. We'll get into it when some of the tracks, and when some of the, a couple of the early tracks came on, I was like, oh, okay, this was not what I was expecting at all. This is going to be worth a listen all the way through. It's certainly very different, very interesting. And it has made me want to, if I can, find the documentary and watch it, but I'm not going to spend 45 bucks to watch it. But I don't have a VHS player anymore either, so that would be a bit pointless. Yeah, it certainly made me interested to find out more about the documentary, what it was. I've actually also gone back a few times and looked at Joe Taylor's stuff on IMDb and was like, oh yeah, he did that. Oh yeah, he did that. You know, so it's a name. I'll if I start to see it in the in the credits going forward um, mm. as I'm watching stuff, particularly from the sort of you know 90s and early 2000s, it's a name I'll start sort of recognizing as I go forward and maybe even recognizing a bit of the style. So yeah, overall, I'm really pleasantly surprised by this album. It was not what I was expecting at all. It's kind of funny, Alan, because it kind of surprised myself. I hadn't listened to the album in a couple of years. Sat there on my shelf, and oh, by the way, the CD still. I mean, you're not going to get buku bucks for it, but picking up the CD, I was looking on eBay, still about 10 bucks if you're going to get one. And for the CD aftermarket, that's not bad because <laughs> the, the CD market has quite gone down as the proliferation of digital music's gone up, but it still costs about 10 bucks. And yeah, I'm like you, Alan. I hadn't listened to it in a couple of years, I kind of vaguely remembered some tracks, like, yeah, I like I like that CD, but popping it back in. Oh, man, it was a good listen, and that's a good segue to get into my top three picks. I say it's a good segue because it was so tough. I almost, I came so close. I had phone in hand <laughs> about to text Alan and just say, Alan, just pick your three favorites because I just can't. I could pick almost every track off this album and be happy. I really could. They're all fun. They're all engaging. They're all just wonderful tracks and i almost let alan just pick three so i could narrow my playing field but 
I remember talking to him about that once before in a different album. He was like, no, don't break the format. So, <laughs> so I buckled down and here we are. Some people are just tough. <laughs> really, really horrible Taskmaster. Just get on with it, Jared. <laughs> Taskmaster Porter, that's what we call him. Nobody calls him that, but we will now. But anyway, <laughs> here we go. Track number one for my picks is going to be, I won't let you down, listening audience, the James Bond theme by Monty Norman. It is also track one on the CD. And we all know it's a law that I pick the alternate versions of the James Bond theme whenever I find them on all of our CDs. But this one is a real solid entry. It's upbeat, adds some of its own flair, but never really loses the soul of the original title. Plus, it's got that Sir Raj intro that we have teased like nine times now. So I think we should play it for folks. During the Cold War, KGB agents practiced the subtle art of concealment. And the CIA borrowed ideas from the world of magic. It is a world foreign to the fictional James Bond because it is the real world of espionage. The world of the real 007. Tech. Spy Tech. actually really enjoyed it again i was a little wary not knowing the album and this being the first track if it was going to be you know something i didn't like but i think it was a good take 
I mean, this is what, 98, so it's what, three years after the Moby version. I think that informs it a bit. What I really do like on this one, actually, is the drum fills. Not something you tended to notice on other versions of the James Bond theme, but they come through well on this, and I think it really I don't know, drives it forward, just gives it that nice undertone backbeat to it. So, yeah, I, I think it was a good, a good version. I've added it to my YouTube playlist of various versions of the Bond theme. So, uh, yeah, it works for me. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. I think now having been several years removed from it, it does feel evocative of Pierce Brosnan Bond, which puts it in that, that late 90s feel. And I think you're right. It's probably that maybe that Moby influence and uh, a little bit of David Arnold kind of would play with some of those tunes and sounds as well. So, yeah, no, I'm with you. Absolutely. Great, great version of the Bond theme. With that, I'm going to move into pick number two. My pick number two is track three on the CD. It's called Poison Candy. This one has a real strong showcase of Tyler's guitar work. It has a real cool sort of seductive, dangerous espionage sound. I I think it wouldn't be out of place. Like we said, definitely it's a David Arnold Bond score. But hey, you be the judge. I'll play track three, Poison Candy.
Oh, smooth and dangerous. What do you think, Alan? So when I was first listening to this, I was listening through to this the first time and I got to this track. I was probably, I don't know, about 30 seconds into this one. And I was like, okay, this is definitely going on my list of tracks to pick. And then, of course, you picked it. So, yeah. But as you said, there's a lot to pick from from this album. I actually, that first listen through, I think I had about seven tracks on my list of three. And um, you can say this was the first one. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I love the guitar work on it. It's really cool. It's laid back. It's, I don't know, it's, it's sort of silky. Yeah, I see it. I see it. Yeah, if that makes sense. So, uh, yeah. Like I say, if you haven't picked it, I would have picked it. So it's sort of in my top three or four of the tracks from this album. Excellent. Yeah, it's um, silky. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> we'll use that. Let's take that and move into my third and final pick. As you guys can see, I didn't get far into the CD before I ran out of picks. This is track four. So I've picked track one, track three, and track four. There's nothing wrong with track two, by the way. <laughs> but track four is called Caught. It is an upbeat espionage tune that makes you want to sneak around your house. Joe even finds some fun Spanish guitar work in the middle. And again, it's got a Roger Moore intro. So let's give it a listen. Caught. In the real world of espionage, successful spies are never glamorous. They're never flamboyant. In short, they never behave like James Bond. When they do, they get caught.
Alan, what'd you think? I love the brass sound in this. I love the brassy intro before Roger starts to speak. Just that one note and then into Roger's intro and then the brassy high notes throughout it. And then you've got that undertone of the actual Bond theme running through it as well. So very cool. Yeah, I love that fun in Roger's voice when he's like, you get caught, oh, you know, yeah. type of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> but that is it for my three tracks, so over to Alan. For me, I actually did listen to the rest of the CD, unlike apparently Jared, track, track four. who apparently stopped at track four or 15, but I did actually go through. But not much further, actually, because I only got to track six before we get to my first pick. This one stopped me short when I listened. It's, it's a very short track, but it sort of, I was actually listening to this while I was out for one of my daily walks around the neighborhood. And I actually literally did stop and sort of, did I just listen to what I think I just listened to and played it back? Because uh, this is track six, Danger Girl, because to me, this sounds like almost like it's a John Barry. And it was a very definite John Barry influence to it. But even not that, it's like straight out of any 1960s spy show. You know, it could fit in an Uncle episode, a Mission Impossible episode, I Spy, any of those. It sounds like, you know, Danger Man. It could have come from any of those. And to me, it is very heavily Barry influenced. So let's give it a listen. I think it's a pretty short track, but let's give it a listen. Track six, Danger Girl. The other theme it reminds me of very much is the Harry Lyon theme from The Third Man. Joe's looking at me completely blank. Right. He's got no <laughs> idea what that is. <laughs> right. Google it, Joe. Google it. All right, I'll Google it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good track, though, dude. And I think it's very appropriately named like Danger Girl. It definitely has that vibe of a, of a beautiful woman walking by. But be careful, 007, or whichever <laughs> super spy you happen to be. There's something behind that, you know? So, no, definitely a cool track. Uh, this is probably a big uh, reach, but uh, if you've listened to the recent Rogue Agents where we covered From a View to a Kill, the short story, this definitely could be the track that Bond is listening to at the beginning when he's imagining this woman that he would meet at the bar and then a real-life woman, a very similar look, shows up. Uh, I could just hear this track, but yeah, very cool track, Alan. Very cool. It would be a great actual theme tune for a series of short story born vignettes on like Netflix or something like this. this yes. Cool intro music for it. So, yes. Yeah, so, so, I continued my rampage through the track list and got this time as far as track eight. <laughs> Fancy. <laughs> so, uh, are we still in the first half of the disc? <laughs> no, we're just about the halfway point. Just about the halfway point. All right. So, my second pick is track eight. It's got Roger's narration, which is great. It's ominous. It's called Spy City. It's about the city of Berlin. It's about the raising of the building. Again, it's a short track, but I'll be completely honest. The reason I picked this is was I was actually listening to this on the anniversary of my father's passing. It was the day I was actually listening to this. 
And my dad actually was posted to Berlin before the war went up. So between the end of the war and the Berlin Wall going up, he was actually in Berlin. And he used to share quite a few stories about that Berlin in that era. So this this reminded me of my good old dad and the stories he used to tell about being in Berlin before the war went up. So if for no other reason, this one's for my dad. Berlin, Germany. During the Cold War, it was a haven for spies, double agents, moles, and assassins. It was known as Spy City. Sunday, August the 13th, 1961. The East Germans sealed off all exit points to the West. Soldiers and police rolled huge coils of barbed wire across the main roads. Soon the barricades were replaced by a concrete wall, a wall that became a lasting symbol of the Cold War, a wall that effectively sealed off East Germany from the prying eyes of the So not much musically, but like I said, it just meant a lot to me when I was listening to it. So no, it was great. That was great. Berlin holds special memories for me as well, having grown up in Germany from 1987 to 1990, being at the fall of the wall, chipping off a piece of my own, having visited Berlin, East and West, a couple of times. Yeah, it's it, it has emotions for me too. Not like you, <laughs> clearly, uh, but uh, it definitely evokes some stuff for me as well. So that's that's awesome. Cool. Good. All right. Well, let's bring the mood up a bit. So just to prove I did get to the end of the album, my third pick is the penultimate. So we're going from the midpoint to the almost the end of the album. Mine's the penultimate track, track 14, which is actually the theme from the Spy Tech documentary itself. Well, I assume it is because that's the title, Spy Tech theme. So I assume it was the theme from the documentary. I don't know. It's peppy. It's jazzy. It's fun. And it's oh so late 90s. And that's about all I've got to say about it, really. It just put a smile on my face.
Oh yeah, and I'd forgotten about the explosions. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I forgot there was an explosion right in the middle there. That was and then it goes quiet and you think, is it finished? And then it just picks up again. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. great, man. That is a really good we've talked about this before on the show. That's a good driving track, you know, when you're out driving around pretending you're James Bond. That's good driving music right there. Yeah, you wouldn't get far though. What is it like it's like a minute long? I mean you'd make maybe the end of the street. I don't know. But, uh, you have to just put it on loop, continuous loop. So, All right, so that brings me to the end of my three picks. So back to you, Jared. Well, it's time for us to rate these on the traditional OHMS pod scale of one to seven. And what are we talking about? How much does this need to be in a Bond fan's audio library? The highest score clearly is seven, and we generally reserve that for the actual Bond soundtracks and as we always mentioned, the David Arnold Shaken and Stirred project. So this is going to be an interesting one, Alan. Based on our scale of 1 to 7, how much do you think this should be in a Bond fan's audio library? Well, right off the bat, it's not really Bond, is it? I mean, there's like one track that's Bond thing, and there's a couple of other tracks that mention James Bond in the intro. But it's Roger, you know. And this is Roger's post-Bond, obviously, but he's talking about Bond, and he's talking about Bond stuff, and it's... Little audio snippets we've probably not heard before. So I think that bumps it up at least one, if not two points on my scale. And I can say it was really surprising. And there's some tracks on there, like the Danger Girl one, that really surprised me. I really enjoy. So, you know, I think I'd give this a four. I got you. No, I think that's fair. That's fair. I'm a little more in love with it, especially it's Rogerness, I think, because I had it as a five, which is for a CD that doesn't say James Bond or 007 on the cover. That, Fours and fives is, is pretty high praise, I think, from Alan and I. Yeah, I think without the Roger, and if it had been the sort of the techno stuff that I was half expecting, it probably would have been a one or a two. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, yeah, so yeah, we're at we're at four and five on this one, folks. So you know, do you have to run out and buy the CD and put it in your library? No. Um, should you maybe give it a listen? Sure. Should you spend forty something dollars on the VHS series? <laughs> documentary you know that's up to you well i still have a vcr i actually have three of them right now well i still have <laughs> three vcrs but i'm not coming off 45 dollars just yet <laughs> well there you have it folks four and five from us good cd yeah surprising cd and apologies to any of those folks who listen who seem to habitually go out and buy the cds and the albums that we talk about <laughs> on this show and we end up costing them money so again apologies no look i look at you rob morgan <laughs> <laughs> so um you know i think i'll probably if you say it's like 10 bucks on eba i, I mean I, I have digital copies thanks to jared but i think that this is probably one i'll pick out and put in the cd collection well that brings us to the end of this episode of bond music six of the best Got a question or a comment? You can email us at ohmspod at outlook.com or comment on Twitter at ohmspod. And don't forget to subscribe to the Honor Majesty's Secret Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And if you could leave a rating or a review too, that would be great. If you'd like to chat with us personally on social media, Jared, where can we find you? I'm at Yard Sale Artist. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram is all at Yard Sale Artist. You can Check out my wares at www.theyardsaleartist.com, where I do have some James Bond art if it piques your interest. Back to you, Alan. And you can find me on Twitter for Bond stuff at Bond Lexicon and on Tumblr and Instagram at James Bond Lexicon, where we will always be posting news and stuff about the James Bond Lexicon book and projects. And you can 
keep up with any updates to the lexicon on the companion website at jamesbondlexicon.online. Thank you for that, Alan, and thank you to the listeners. Thanks for joining us for this episode. This episode's tracks are from the 1998 Spytech CD, which is available on CD or digital download. As always, we'd like to remind you to legally purchase your Bond music via official downloads or via CD or vinyl. Please support the Bond creative community. And we will be back with six of the best as we will return with Alan's next spinoff selection, Basie Meets Bond. As in Count Basie. This is exciting to me. It's something I'm not familiar with. <laughs> Isn't that the point of the show? Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. There you go. <laughs> Interestingly enough, the real 007 is the name of that show. Oh, Sean Connery. <laughs>